The General Services Administration is weeks away from releasing the solicitation for the next great multiple award contract, Oasis Plus. The final request for proposals will be a culmination of thousands of comments and feedback from industry and government, as well as two draft solicitations. Tiffany Hickson is the Assistant Commissioner for the Office of Professional Services and Human Capital Categories in the GSA's Federal Acquisition Service. She tells Executive Editor Jason Miller about how the final RFP will reflect the last 10 months of work to get Oasis Plus correct. Given the amount of feedback that we got, it took us most of January and February to kind of process that. And so then we issued a second draft RFP on March 6th. And the intent of that draft really was to say, this is what we heard. Here are the things that changed. Uh, here's why we changed them, you know, based on feedback that we had received um, from in industry. And we we did host uh, an industry day on March 15th, really to walk all of the offers through what was in the second draft, what we're trying to accomplish through some of the strategy changes. And we had about 2,700 uh, attendees um, at that event, which was really spectacular. I'm really glad that folks participated. And we're still getting uh, feedback from industry in on that second draft and are folding, you know, are crossing our T's, dotting our I's, uh, getting these last minute changes into the final RFP so we can get ready to release it. And you know, I'm going to ask the question of what is your goal to release the final RFP for any Oh, we're, we are at the cusp uh, of issuing the, the final RFP. Um, we're just getting through our, some final clearances. There are some pretty unique features in the contract uh, that required some special attention from our senior procurement executives. So we are working and getting through the, those final reviews. And once that's complete, we'll be issuing the, the RFP. So really very, very soon, within weeks. I want to go back to something, though. You, As you said, you learned a lot from draft one to draft two. You've learned a lot, again, hopefully from to draft to, to the final draft. Generally speaking, what are some of those big changes that you you took from industry and you applied to whether it's the second draft or if you can give us anything about the, the final draft uh, that will how that will look like and how that was influenced by the feedback? Yeah, there are a couple of areas that we asked for specific feedback on. A lot of the feedback that we got really affirmed some of the, the strategy that we have baked into the draft RFP. Uh, we asked for feedback on a, a 10-year period of performance. You know, how does industry feel about that? And we got positive feedback, so we left that in. The NAICS strategy, and I know this is like some hardcore procurement mumbo jumbo here, but NAICS codes are really important uh, to ordering contracting officers in, in terms of, and in, into in, in the procurement itself. NAICS codes really drive the domain that they're going to compete task orders in. And we spent a lot of time working through, do we have the right NAICS codes aligned to the functional areas Domains are really our version of functional areas in the RFP and spent a lot of time with industry talking through that. Uh, the feedback that they gave us ranged from substantive, would like, hey, we think you forgot these particular NAICS codes that really need to be in there, to, you know, other minor details uh, around making sure that NAICS codes lined up. And it was really very, very helpful. So we made a number of changes uh, related to the NAICS code structures uh, in, uh, in all of the draft RFPs. We asked industry for feedback on 
We were looking potentially to do CPARS ratings at the master contract level, which is not necessarily something that we do on all of our IDIQ contracts and got feedback from industry that in general, they thought that would be a positive thing. Regrettably, the CPARS system um, doesn't support uh, the kind of evaluations that we would like to do um, on this RFP, mostly around timeframes. Uh, CPARS requires annual reviews for at the IDIQ level for a contract of this size. We didn't think that really made sense. Um, so I think we're gonna pivot and, and do a, a different approach uh, in terms of how we're handling performance assessments. Uh, in the RFP itself, there is a whole slew of contract deliverables, reporting, performance requirements, and that kind of thing. So I think we're going to work with industry in developing a performance scorecard that will be shared between our contracting officers uh, and industry so we can manage performance jointly throughout the, the ordering period of the contract. So that was a really meaningful round of dialogue with industry around that. Um, industry agrees, hey, having something to fall back on in terms of us being able to say we performed really well overall in the Oasis Plus contract, they viewed as, as a good thing. We just need to think through the mechanics and, and put something in place that's gonna work for everybody. So that was great. Got a lot of feedback about some of the draft sustainability requirements. Um, we were leaning forward a little bit, a little uh, ahead of um, a draft rule that is out for comment right now around greenhouse gas reporting. Got a lot of feedback from industry asking us to, to maybe roll that back a little bit and let the rulemaking process work. And then we could go forward and include uh, additional greenhouse gas uh, reporting requirements in the RFP. Uh, we did make an adjustment there in particular for small businesses. Um, they felt that they really needed a little more time to understand the rule and its impact on you know, their operations and reporting and that kind of thing. So we really appreciated feedback from industry on that. And we will pace that work to align with uh, that rulemaking process. We also spent a lot of time talking about teaming and clarifying language in the RFP around teaming, uh, especially in the small business space. There is some complexity around if, if a small business does decide to team and no one has to have a team uh, to be able to propose on Oasis Plus. But if they do choose to team and want to leverage the qualifications of one of their partners, there are some, some specific things that need to happen as part of the offer process. So we got some good feedback around our language needing to be a little clearer. So we cleared that up. Also around qualifying projects and experience levels. And then finally, we also are including uh, supply chain risk management uh, plans as part of the contract deliverables. That is something that is new to industry and got some good feedback around, hey, can especially on the small business side, can you help us understand what it is you're looking for? Are there templates? Can we support them with maybe some training in terms of what the government's expectations are um, as part of that, that supply chain risk management planning? So um, those are some of the key areas uh, that we got feedback in and spent had some deep discussions on uh, with industry. I really appreciate the outline of everything. And, and there's a bunch I'd like to go back to. Let me, let me go back to the CPARS piece. Cause I think that's, it's, it's been a, a bit of a bugaboo for a lot of companies and the government over the last, you know, three, four, five years, explain a little bit more about what the challenge was to use the current system. And what are you thinking about how, and then we'll talk about maybe the performance scorecard approach a little bit. We wanted to do the reviews less often than annually. 
And right now the system doesn't al allow us to do that. We would have to like put in some dummy report or something. And that didn't seem to make sense on a procurement of this size, given the number of contracts that we're going to be managing. So it was really that challenge, which is a systems challenge. And so that's really the discussion that, that we were having really annually. You, you want to be able to give contractors time, right, to compete on task orders, win task orders, perform on task orders, in addition to the other laundry list of deliverables, right, that we have in the contract. And for an IDIQ, right, it's going to take you a number of years to be able to demonstrate that performance. So CPARS just didn't neatly line up right to the performance um, reviews that really we want to do for the program. I want to touch upon the other piece that you mentioned, which is about teaming and clarifying language around teaming. Uh, did this also include joint ventures in there as, as part of that teaming discussion? Mm -hmm. Yep, that's right. That's right. And we're not doing anything fancy on Oasis Plus uh, related to teaming or joint ventures. We literally are adhering to the standards of, of the FAR that allow this and to the rules in particular for joint ventures um, with, with SBA. So there are no additional requirements that we're baking into teaming, but there's a lot of complexity there. So we do spend quite a bit of time talking about that complexity and making sure that everybody understands if you're going to come in with a team and claim credit, right, from one of your teaming partners, they have to be a small business um, or a similarly situated small business, you know, that kind of thing. Tiffany Hickson is the Assistant Commissioner for the Office of Professional Services and Human Capital Categories in the General Services Administration's Federal Acquisition Service, speaking there with Federal News Network's Executive Editor Jason Miller. You can find more of Jason's coverage on this topic at federalnewsnetwork.com.